President Trump helped negotiate and sign a historic peace deal between a few Middle Eastern countries with the possibility of adding more. Since 1200 BC, the Middle East has been in a state of constant conflict and has often ended in violence. Since 1900, we have seen the Iraq War, Operation Desert Storm, the Persian Gulf War, the Iran-Iraq War, and yesterday we saw a giant step to help stabilize conflict in the Middle East. After 3,000 years, peace may soon be a reality. Thank God. Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain all came together September 15th to sign a historic agreement dubbed the Abrahamic Accords. President Trump has also brokered a deal to end a decade-long violent dispute between Kosovo and Serbia. Kosovo broke away from Serbia in 2008, and with the help of Trump, both parties have now signed a peace agreement to normalize economic relations and allow free travel between both countries. According to the New York Post, both leaders praised Trump, Serbia's leader saying Trump did a great job, while Kosovo's leader hailed Trump's commitment to peace. Reading from VOA News, U.S. President Donald Trump hosted a signing ceremony Tuesday at the White House for the normalization of relations between Israel and the Arab states of the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain. These visionary leaders will sign the first two peace deals between Israel and the Arab state in more than a quarter century, Trump said. In Israel's entire history, there have previously been only two such agreements. Now we have achieved two in a single month. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, UAE Foreign Affairs Minister Abdullah bin Zadeh, and Bahrain Foreign Minister Abdulatif bin Rashid al-Zayani signed the so-called Abrahamic Accords on the South Lawn of the White House. This peace will eventually expand to include other Arab states and ultimately can end the Arab-Israeli conflict once and for all, quoted Netanyahu. Last week on September 9th, Norwegian parliamentary member Christian Tabring Gidetti nominated President Trump to be awarded the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize for his part in brokering the Abrahamic Accords. He says, I am not a big Trump supporter. The committee should look at the facts and judge him on the facts, not on the way he behaves sometimes. The people who have received the Peace Prize in recent years have done much less than Donald Trump. For example, Barack Obama did nothing End quote. Amen to that. September 11th, Magus, Magnus Jacobson, a member of the Swedish Parliament, nominated President Trump for the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize as well. Jacobson nominated Trump for his part in helping broker a deal between Serbia and Kosovo. How is this being looked at, though, in our news media? This morning, I went on CNN, ABC, MSNBC, and the Washington Post, and all four did not have a single mention of the historic peace agreement on their front page. One day after the signing of this peace agreement, and nothing. What does this tell us about the news media? This tells us Orange Man is bad. No matter what Donald Trump does, he must never receive credit for his work. Donald Trump is the first American president since Ronald Reagan to not start a war or a major conflict during his presidency, and no one seems to care. I am Seth Kripe, and this is The Kripe Show. Why does the left not want to give Trump credit for brokering such a monumentous peace agreement? It's not even because the left doesn't think the Abrahamic Accords uh, is a bad thing. It's, it's, it's because the rules of conduct in our society has changed, all right? The, the, 
liberals control the, the news media. This isn't some conservative talking point. This isn't some uh, Republican talking point. This is the straight facts. The fact that President Trump brokered this peace deal and had them meet and these leaders sign the, the, these negotiations at the White House yesterday, Tuesday, September 15th, is enough to prove that. That is such a big deal. Yeah, I looked this morning at 725 in the morning at CNN.com, ABC.com, MSNBC.com, and TheWashingtonPost.com. Looked at their main page. Not one thing mentioned about it. Why is this? It is because for the next 48 days, and actually the, the entirety of the, the last five years, really, dating back to 2015, ever since Republicans started uh, starting up the process for who's going to be uh, the, the Republican presidential candidate for the 2016 election, the, the media, I don't know if you've noticed, and, and I know I'm a little bit younger. Um, it's not like I, I really followed uh, politics and, and the political sphere and just news in general uh, like I like I do now back five, six years ago. Um, but, the, but the news media has changed since then. They're getting a lot dirtier. I talked last week about the, the, this false narrative that Donald Trump somehow call, called called all, uh, dead, dead military uh, veterans, uh, losers and suckers and whatever else you want to call it. And the Atlantic ran with this, with this piece. Yet, where, where did they get this information from? From four anonymous sources. If you are not willing to stake your name and your reputation on a saying, on a statement, how is that? How, how does that show any validity? There have been over 30 people come who have come out and said and stated that their names, stated who they are, and stated their, their, their whole their whole persona on the fact that Donald Trump did not say dead native or native Americans, dead veterans were losers, but the news media will keep pushing this point. And I do not care what side of the aisle you are on at some point in time, the news media with how hostile and violent it is, is going to turn on you like it has done and has uh, turned on conservatives. Now I, 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 I I've, uh, I've, I poked the bear a little bit recently as, uh, as far as uh, this kind of idea um, of, and I've spoken on this idea many times, but conservatives have, have no mainstay in our society. What I mean by that is this. Conservatives have none of the major institutions in America. None. Big tech, none. Social media, big tech, uh, the public sphere, none. Hollywood, you know, where we get what what we watch, what we listen to, none. Higher education, none. And there's even more than that. The news media, none. This is a bad thing. And, and for those of you who are not on the right, you do not see it yet. But it is coming. Because once the mob turns on you, there's no going back. That is why all these squishy conservatives and squishy Republicans need to leave office. Flat out need to leave office. I love how Michael Knowles puts this. Michael Knowles always makes the comparison. Actually, he tweeted out today uh, that Kanye West is more uh, is more of a conservative than most of the Republicans in office. This is 100% true. Kanye West says what he wants to say. He says and he stands with his beliefs and will not back down from anyone. He's, he's been constantly attacked ever since he's kind of changed his whole approach to life and, he, and he's changed what he wants uh, his life to be centered around. Uh, and... and Call him crazy. He actually makes a lot of sense. He actually, if you if you take the time to really listen, and it's Kanye, all right, he, he's an entertainer. 
And actually, uh, something that he pointed out actually on Twitter this past week, he is the second uh, richest black man in, in America. That's that's a pretty big accomplishment. Now, if you uh, believe in the the socialist ideology, then I mean, doesn't matter what color you are. If you have any sort of money, uh, I'm I'm going to covet that money, and I want I don't want you to have any of that money. But still, he has so much wealth and so much influence. And he does not care what you think about him whatsoever. He will not back down to the mob. He will not back down for speaking his mind. This is the reason why our society hates Donald Trump, hates people like Kanye West. Uh, Another example, hates people like Ben Shapiro. This is the reason why. It's because for so long, conservatives have just been the little, the the, the people at the the party who are just going to go sit off in their own corner after they get made fun of. And and they're just, oh, they're they're just there. They're the butt of the joke. Uh, They're going to put up a fight. They're going to push back a little bit uh, when you make fun of them. But but in the end, uh, they're they're just going to go sit in the corner uh, and be secluded by themselves while the quote unquote real people do their work. This is the, the definition of a squishy Republican or a squishy conservative, and this needs to stop. This idea the silent majority needs to stop. We are losing ground so fast. Like I just said, we have lost all of those major institutions, and it doesn't take anyone with half of a brain to realize when you have power, you will not give it up. Who would give up power? And throughout history, no one just gives up power. I guess I shouldn't say no one. Uh, so, some people willingly do uh oh, you get the you you get the picture how how how, how what's another example of uh of the way the the left uh try, tries to tries to get these squishy squishy conservatives uh to, to bow down to what they want it's this pc culture this politically correct culture what do i mean by this i saw a tweet uh uh it was, it was a it was a while ago um, but but somebody tweeted out this a uh, picture and it says in our son's elementary school. Let me repeat, elementary school. It's a picture and it says we believe. So it says we believe Black Lives Matter, women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. Science is real. Love is love. Kindness is everything. These these all sound, these all sound great. I mean, I, I Black Lives Matter. Yeah, every every life matters. It doesn't matter what the skin color is. Your life matters. Black lives matter. Women's rights are human's rights. Yeah, w- women are human. I think we, we all deserve to be equal, regar- regardless of which gender you are. No human is illegal. Uh, yeah, that, that, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe no human is illegal. We're, we're all born into, into the world, and we, we all have a rightful place in the world. Yeah, science is real. Yeah, I, I, I would like to believe science. Sci- science, yeah, that, that, that a lot. science ha- has... Helped us live to be, uh, on average, in, in the United States, uh, men, I think, what, between the ages of 76 and 80 or something like that. Regardless, yeah, science science is a good thing. God created science, uh, and I love how, how smart we have scientists. I know we have uh, a bunch of brilliant, brilliant scientists working on a coronavirus vaccination as I'm speaking right now. Love is love. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I we could use more love in this world. There's a, there's a lot of people who uh, push a lot of hate. Kindness is everything. I 100% believe that. Being kind uh, is something that I strive and you should strive to be uh, and to, to show in your daily walk of life every day. But but the left uses these really, really nice phrases and, 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 and uses this political culture to not talk about what they truly mean. We all know what Black Lives Matter really means. 
we, we there, there's a whole organization that's raised a billion dollars plus now. Black Lives Matter does not mean that every black life matters, at, at least as far as this is concerned. This is only really concerned about the very small percentage of, of individuals in our country who, in some cases, rightfully so, uh, uh, get get assaulted. And I'm not, I don't even know why I'm saying assaulted, but, but, get, but, but see the justice system play out. I'll explain that in just a second. It doesn't care though that 53 people got shot in Chicago last week. That is not that is, that black lives do not matter when it fits into that term. And I'm not trying to throw out the idea that the Black Lives Matter movement is some is, is some terrible thing in our society. Now, the, the 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 Black Lives Matter organization is a terrible thing in our society. I'll say that I've said it many times. But this idea and this movement that that we need some we need some equality and that, that and that a lot of people are hurting right now. That that that's real. Black lives do matter in that instance, but that is not what Black Lives Matters means. Women's rights are human rights. That sounds all fun and dandy, but what does that really mean? Does that, that does that mean that women and and men should be 100% equal, and that that men can do everything that women can do? To the left, it does. I mean, we see this now. We see, we we see quote unquote men with cervixes. That's just one quick example. But women's rights are human rights. Women's rights, what are women's rights? Women's rights are, let's talk about it, the right to abortion. It, it, they, they do this. And abortion is pretty split right now in our society. And I, and I hope it flips back because no one wants to talk about a clump of cells rights are human rights. A clump of cells. You know, because we're just going to, oh, at this point in time, it becomes, it becomes a fetus versus a clump of cells. And then from this point in time, it becomes a fetus versus a baby. Okay. Baby rights are human rights. No human is illegal. This is a very real statement. God loves everyone and God wants everyone to go to heaven. That, that's a very real statement. But no human is illegal. What does that mean? That means open borders, no checking of any of any sort of, 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 of knowing who comes in and out of, the, out of the country. We just need one world order and we will be all dandy. No human is illegal. The, the meaning behind that is that we, we I guess, uh, as you know, the United States, even though every other sovereign nation has, has, has borders and has checkpoints and things to let, to let the government and the people know who's getting in, we, we don't need that in America, though. We don't need that. No human is illegal here. That's what that means. Science is real. Yeah, science is real. What does that really mean? Simply, that means whenever the science proves our, our agenda, that's when science is real. When science proves that we need to wear a mask and, and, and that we need to do this, this, or this, it's real. All right? But, but when science says that, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe all, these, all these fires in California that, are, that have been popping out recently, maybe, maybe science says that, that it's because the underbrush hasn't been cleaned off in 10, 20, 30 years. If you don't know what I'm talking about, do some research for yourself. Science is only real when it fits the agenda. Love is love. Kindness is everything. You get the picture. You get the idea. The New York Times recently put out a uh, and, and, and did a study uh, titled Faces of Power. 80% are white even as U.S. becomes more diverse. This was posted on September 9th, 2020. I'm just going to read you uh, the first 
three paragraphs. The most powerful people in the United States pass our laws, run Hollywood studios, and head the most prestigious universities. They own pro sports teams and determine who goes to jail and who goes to war. A review by the New York Times of more than 90 or 900 officials and executives in prominent positions found that about 20% identify as Black, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, multiracial, or otherwise a person of color. About 40% of Americans identify with one of these groups. Even where there have been signs of progress, greater diversity has not always translated to more equal treatment. This uh, flat out, th this article is kind of interesting. Like the first thing that they did was 25 people command the largest police forces. 14 are black or Hispanic. While half of the 25 largest police forces are run by people of color, the shootings and killings of black people by white officers this year are a painful reminder of systemic bias. The rise of people of color to positions of leadership has not been a guarantee against the targeting of marginalized groups. Wow, this goes against like really everything that the Black Lives Matter movement is pushing. Over half of the largest police forces in America are being run by people that fit into the minority category. You know, the, the, the minorities are the ones that the systematic racism in, in our police force and that when no matter what the situation is, even if, if a man runs at a cop with a knife, like we saw this past week in Pennsylvania and the cops running for his life and the cop at some point has to do what, what the justice system does. And that's de try to deescalate a situation without having to end a human life. This is, I mean, I'm just stating, I'm just stating what, what I'm reading. I'm not going to go through and read all this though. The, the broader idea of this and what really intrigued me was they make, they make such a big deal because 80% of these uh, quote unquote, the people in, in power are white. 70, 72% of Americans are white. 72%. I, lo I looked it up. 72% of Americans are white. An 8% difference between the total population and those in power is not that much to me. It's not that much. Now, you know me if, if you've listened to the show at any point in time. I'm not saying that we don't need diversity. We I, That's why America is America. Diversity is awesome. And it, it, it's, it's actually really stupid that I have to come out and specifically say this because some people are like, oh, you, you, you want 100%, you want everyone to be white. That's the culture we live in. But an 8% difference between this is, is not enough to complain about. Is not enough to complain about. And, and to push some false narrative. I mean, the, the underlying fact of this is that America it, it has a racist or a, a racism and racial disputes between all of these minorities. All of these news medias are just trying to gin up all of this racial disunity. And I love that President Trump in his town hall yesterday was asked about this, and he just completely just doesn't just disregards the answer or the, the question. And he says, Yeah, we can do things better. We can do things better. But this false idea of some race war popping up is so completely false. Think to yourself, how many, I mean, I guess with how often the racism and other ism words and other is words get thrown around. Maybe, maybe, maybe when I ask you, how many truly racist people do you do you know? Maybe you're going to say, oh, my old uncle, you know, that's, that's why I used to, that's why I read those articles that they put out every time around Thanksgiving and Christmas, how to talk with your racist Trump supporting uncles or grandpas. If you're real with yourself, racism, I'm not saying our society is perfect. And there's a big part portion of our society right now that feels like they're not 
equal. And we need to address that and we need to figure out a way to get people to move on and for that and for the situations in America to get better. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying this the ginning up of this race war is what the media wants you to believe. It's what it wants you to believe. And like I said, if the narrative that you want to you want the media to push is is helping push that narrative now, just wait until it goes against you. Just wait until it goes against you. Please pardon that uh, abrupt stopping of the show. I, uh, I ran out of water, really needed some water. Uh, I know I'm jumping a lot uh, around a lot this week. Uh, typically in the past few weeks or so, uh, if you're, uh, if you're not a, a new listener to the show, if you are a new listener, welcome. Uh, I I've been kind of trying to, you know, put the same basic, you know, idea and squishing it down. I just, th- I've missed so much, so much over the past week or so, or I guess the last two or three weeks trying to, uh, create the best content and, you know, really trying to focus in on just a few stories that I've I missed a few here and there. And that's what I wanted to accomplish uh, this week. A recent poll says out of the guardian that nearly two thirds of us young adults unaware 6 million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. According to a survey of adults, 18 to 39, uh, 18 to 39, 23% said that they believe the Holocaust was a myth and has been exaggerated or they weren't sure. Almost two-thirds, this is from a, a Guardian article uh, published today, almost two-thirds of young ad- American adults do not know that six million Jews were killed during the Holocaust, and more than one in ten believe Jews caused the Holocaust, a new survey has found, revealing shocking levels of ignorance about the greatest crime of the 20th century. According to the study of millennial and Gen Z adults, Age between 18 and 39. This is not fifth graders. Almost 48% could not name a single concentration camp or ghetto established during the Second World War. How sad is this? How sad is it that our society has failed to, 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 to tell history? And why is history so important? It's because this can happen again. And also, we need to remember the tragedies and remember the the ones who were not able to make it out of this alive. But going back to my original point, this can happen again. This same idea of marginalizing, I guess marginalizing is not the right word, but of discriminating and tying people up and, and, and kidnapping people is happening in China today. I talked about it before. Actually, every day on my Twitter account, I say, today is whatever day. And there are over a million uh, Ouija Muslims locked up in concentration camps. Specifically because they are a minority group in China. And we are sitting here letting this happen. But what do you expect? What do you expect our society to do when nearly two-thirds of U.S. young adults do not know that six million Jews died in the Holocaust? This is how we destroy ourselves. If we do not know history and we do not know just the basic facts, how can we ever expect to lead to lead a nation one day? How, how can millennials and Gen Zers ever expect to lead when you don't even, you don't even know 
the the beginning and the foundings of our of of our history. And I'm saying our, you know, in this sense as American history, but I'm also just saying that as as world history. We need to know the failures of what led to the rise of Nazi Germany. Instead of calling Trump a fascist, maybe you know what, just pick up pick up a book about World War II. Maybe that should be a catchphrase. Donald Trump needs to run on that. It is sad that history is not remembered like it should be anymore. A sad story coming uh, over the weekend in Los Angeles. I, I assume you probably uh, w- w- uh, heard about this, but according to uh, ABC7 local news in uh, in Los Angeles, ambush shooting in Compton leads to rowdy protest. LA reporter arrested after scuffle. At one at one point, some demonstrators were seen blocking emergency entrances to the hospital where the two deputy deputies are being treated. Shortly after, a local radio reporter was arrested during a scuffle with deputies. What happened? What set this up? Saturday afternoon, a uh, an individual actually, I think that they have the person, the suspect in custody. Uh, they they caught him or her. Today, they haven't really released anything on that. Uh, if you've seen the video, I would recommend not watching the video. It's just like a lot of these uh, shootings that we've seen. It's it's never good to see and witness you know, an, an actual murder or at least an, an actual attempted murder. It, we're just so desensitized. And Logan, I'll say it again. I'll say it once. We need to guard our hearts by this. We need to be careful of what we put inside our bodies. We need to be careful. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for sharing uh, th- this audio clip, uh, but this is how somebody reacted to the video of two people or two police officers getting shot. And so so what happened was two police officers, uh, a, 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 a young ma- a woman in her 20s, I believe, and then a young man, I, I think he was young, I think he was also in his 20s, uh, were sitting in, in, in a police car, uh, a, a man with a gun, with a handgun, comes up, sneaks up behind him, shoots them both through the window. There's actually a real, real cool picture. It's it's gory, but the 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 woman cop got shot in the jaw, but was able to help the other police officer get out of the car and call 911 for backup while having being shot in the jaw. That's a real woman right there. That is a real woman. That that's a real human being. Being. Is not just going to not just going to cower, but is going to help save the other officer, and and do their duty to protect. Typically, typically we think you know police officers are supposed to you know protect civilians. They're, they're civilians too, though. And I applaud her for the effort. But this is this is how it, uh, someone who literally is there filming an Instagram live. This is the response. Like I said, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Uh, if if you're not into uh, vulgarity in the sense of uh, racial slurs i would uh, not recommend uh, this clip and i would skip uh, about the next 20 or 30 seconds of the show Need I say more? Need I say more? Now, I'm not saying this, and I'm not showing this video 
uh, other than to say this is one pathetic human being, flat out, this is one pathetic human being. As much as as much as anyone wants to say, oh, conservatives have have said that, that the Floyd the Floyd shooting is just justified and he deserved to die, blah, 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 or or in in the case of even you know the Kenosha shooting with Jacob Blake, oh, he deserved it. No, all right. If you actually read into what we're saying, we're not saying that at all. Nobody likes innocent people getting shot, innocent people dying. Imagine how I remember how I say innocent. All right, but this is so sad, and this is what happens when you push a narrative that all cops are bastards. Flat out, this is what you get: is you get you get this warped illusion that somehow these cops are causing all the problems in, in our society, and especially in the in the inner cities. Like I said before, fifty three people were shot, and I th- I believe ten or eleven of those were fatally shot in two days in Chicago last week. Two days over the weekend, 53 people shot, 53 different shootings. How sad is that that that's where our society has come to? How sad is that? And and, and the, the thing is, if we're, if we're just going to go around saying all cops are bastards, uh, we need to defund the police, we need, we need to take away all this money from the police, what's this going to leave us? All right, let, let's think this out, right? Things get so politicized. All right, now that even something like Jacob Blake, all right, Jacob Blake, let, let's set up let's set up the facts of, of what what the Jacob Blake incident or and how and how the incident took place. All right, the police get a phone call from uh, who we know now, uh, a lady who Jacob Blake has been uh, abusing for well over eight years. At least that's what she claims. And and in the era uh, of Me Too, we must believe all survivors. I'm not saying that she's not uh, telling the truth, but I'm just saying if, if we're going to use this narrative, uh, why, why are we only using the narrative when it pushes our own agenda? This is what I was getting at before. Nonetheless. All right. So so a woman uh, claims, though, that uh, Jacob Blake will not give give up or, and give her back her keys. All right. Now, remember, remember when the, when the story originally came out, Jacob Blake was Jacob Blake was trying to defuse the situation. He, he was just there as, as a helpful neighbor trying to defuse the situation between two others. What do we know now? Now that we have heard the the, 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 the calling uh, the, the 911 phone call. All right. She's calling 911 on Jacob Blake. All right. So 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 the officers are driving to Jake to, to the to the uh, residence. All right. The officers know that there's a re- an arrest out for Jacob Blake. All right. He has an, he, he, he has an, a warrant out for his arrest for sexual assault. And we know now that that warrant is based on this woman who's calling the cops. And, and, it, and it can only be I mean, I, this is my interpretation of this at this point in time. This is I guess all of this is factual evidence. This is my, I guess, subjective evidence. She wants her key so she can leave. I mean, I, I, I luckily. I've never been sexually uh, abused or assaulted, uh, and and I'm, and and I'm so proud that that she is able to muster up the courage to put up a fight like this and to call the cops. Can you imagine being under uh, and in an abusive relationship for eight years? It blows my mind. So let's see. Let's let's continue on with what happens. So what happens next? So the police show up to Jacob Blake and and and. The causing of the problem, all right, this brouhaha, what do they do? Well, simply first, they try to defuse the situation, try to get it under control. They, they they tell, hey, listen to us, we're the police. 
we'll get we'll get this all squared away. What does Jacob Blake do then? Jacob Blake continues to not 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 be taken and get and taken and booked. So what what happens next? Next, and we have video of it. A fist fight breaks out on the ground, and so Jacob Blake is not wrestling one but two police officers. All right, so so backing up, he 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 he's already causing a ruckus. He doesn't listen to cops. He, they're wrestling on the ground. All right, Jacob Blake gets up. The the police officers try to use their taser. Try to use a taser. The taser doesn't work to to calm him down. He continues to disobey after not only getting tased, or at least the, the, knowing he he knows. That, that he was that, that the taser failed. So he fights with the police officers on the ground, then gets tased, and then he continues to walk away and then tries to get into a car full of children, well aware, at, at least he, he would probably was aware, that, that the police knew that he had a warrant out for his arrest for sexual assault. What is a police officer supposed to do at this point? What is it? What else? I'm not. I'm not a police officer. So maybe like they're supposed to uh, grab you know pepper spray and and. <clears throat> excuse me, run up to his eyes, even though, you know, he's already put up enough of a fight and used pepper spray, but I don't know if they have pepper spray. I don't know. You, 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 you draw the measure in no way, shape or form is the, is the J Jacob Blake incident have any ties to racism. It does not. This is all based on what the justice system and how a police departments and police protocol is set up to do. And, and the idea that, that Jacob Blake is some martyr and that Kamala Harrison and, and Joe Biden have to go meet with him and his family and make him out to be some mort martyr like George Floyd is completely absurd. It's completely absurd and it hurts the Black Lives Matter movement. It hurts the idea that, yes, we do need police reform. Yes, we do we, we do need to track a lot of these police officers that, 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 that have all these... Uh, accusations against them uh, and, and accusations that say that they're being too forceful, that, that, that they're using uh, unethical methods to, to, to handle situations. We need, we need police reform, but this does not do any justice to this case. And this example of this man, whoever he may be, and I know that only the loudest, loudest people in the room are the ones that are the voices that you hear, but this does not help the case at all. And also saying all cops are bastards and generalizing the entirety of the police force and saying, oh, if you're a police officer, then you're automatically uh, involved with the, in the systemic racism of the police force when over half of the leaders of the, of the 25 largest police force forces in America are minorities. That's, that's something that they don't talk about too. In a lot of these big cities, a majority, a majority of the police force is is similar in, in demographic of that of the of the that urban community, but we don't want, we don't want to talk about that. All we want to talk about is just case after case of just and trying to compare all all police shootings to 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 to, to make one one end meet. All right, and, and in society you have to be objective. All right, you're not you're not going to be a lawyer and go to go to a judge and defend a case and then bring up oh well. Uh, it, it's it's this, and then just have some blanket term. It's this. There's, I have no evidence. I have no evidence that the, that the police officers involved with the Jacob Blake shooting were racist. But you know, every police officer is racist. That makes no sense, and it is not how what our society needs to do to address this problem. This problem 
of, uh, uh, of racial inequality will not be answered this way. And until people realize this, nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to change. And it's very, very, very sad. One or two quick stories after the break. I forgot to mention, um, and, uh, and I've hit on this before, uh, but but do not buy into this notion that it, that all your problems are going to go away or all the problems in society are going to go away by just voting for the presidential election. This is something that regardless of, of if Trump was a Democrat or a Republican, I'd still be saying. The fact is that whoever the president is, yes, you can you can implement some change, but so much change. In, in these big cities comes from the, the elected officials of these cities. And, and, and if you've been voting one way for so long, give it another try. If you've been voting Republican for so long and, and you're tired of you're, you're tired of where you're living and you, and you think this, this and this are bad, vote Democrat. If, if, you, if you're Democrat or if you've been voting Democrat the last 30 years, vote Republican and see what's going to happen. We need diversity of thought in our government. That's a simple fact. As much as some people just want to just want to harsh out and say, "Oh, the, the, this voice doesn't count. This voice doesn't doesn't matter." It does. All right? But do not get wrapped up in this election. I mean, this election is important. This presidential election is the most important election in 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 close to the last 50 years. I'd say even more than that. I'd say even closer to the to the last 100 years. This election is so important. All right. But the bottom line is I'm not putting all of my hope on what I think society uh, can do better at on this election. If Joe Biden wins the election, if you know me, that's not what I want to see. I'm not going to put all my hope on that. I can still implement change and you can still implement change, even if the person that you want for office is not in there. And, and I'm saying this to Republicans, Democrats, conservatives, liberals, leftists, progressives, whatever you want. It does not matter. What matters is that who cares who is in office? I'm going to I'm going to push for change and, and I'm going to implement change, even if it's something small in my daily life every day. Do not buy into this narrative. Last story of the day. I'll make it quick. I've been wanting to get to, to, to get on, on in touch on this story for uh, I think three or four weeks now uh, and haven't. But I want to discuss this now. This comes from the University of Michigan, uh, Dearborn. This is a uh, so so it's it's a it's a college function, I, I believe, but it's titled a a non POC cafe. All right, so so a non uh, people of color cafe, and it says this is for so this is for current students, incoming freshman students, international students, transfer students, veteran students, undergraduate students, graduate students. And it's an online and virtual uh, kind of ca cafe and discussion group uh, that, that they say, and they have, they have this picture on here, uh, that is a holding space for students that do not identify as people of color. They, they write this. The non-POC, People of Color Cafe, is a space for students that do not identify as persons of color to gather and to discuss their experience as students on campus and as non-POC in the world. For, feel free to drop in and discuss your experiences as non-persons of color and hopefully brainstorm solutions to common issues within the non-POC community. Now, now, what's the problem with this? All right. Well, the problem is we, we're seeing this type, this type of rhetoric 
pop up more and more. And this is not doing anything to help the racial this the the, the, the racial disunity that that we have in America. And like I said before, it's not as great as what the media would like to say. But this is not. What does this accomplish? So you're going you're going to have a non people of color. So basically, what a, a white cafe? How racist is that? It, it, it makes no sense. And, and this is just how like the, these social justice warriors just get so deluded in their thought regarding oh we need to we need to do this and we need to do that. We need to have we need to have safe spaces for this and not for these people. And if these people come, then we're gonna kick them out. We're against slavery and we're against all this equal injustice. And we're just gonna kick you out. All right. All these colleges are popping up, uh, people of color cafes. This this is kind of, you know, I don't think that this was used as like a retaliation, you know, for like I don't know if the University of Michigan has one, but I've seen other universities and, and other places and, and and you know communities have safe spaces for people of color. I don't think this is some, you know, uh, attack on that and, and to just flip it and say, oh, white, white people need safe spaces too. I think this is generally someone put this together and thinks that this is going to help the problems that we have. This will not help the problems that we have. All right. And, and, and I've, I've kind of changed my opinion on some of this recently. I don't know what it's like to live most of my life, uh, around living and, and going to school with people who are a different color than myself. I, I don't know what that's like. And, I, and if you're whatever race and that's the majority of your population, wherever you grew up or wherever you're currently living, then, then you probably are in the same boat. Um, and what I mean and what I'm getting at uh, is that I, I, I understand as a white person, the, 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 uh, idea that you know let, let's say for instance you're a black individual uh living in a predominantly white area i i i understand and i'm not saying i understand like i feel you i, I know what you're going through but I, I i can logically think about how that must feel especially when with how our race how this how this culture war is going on and, and how the media is churning up all of this ruckus and trying to make it out to be that that we're pre-civil war as far as there's still slavery in the United States and such. Uh, I understand that. But secluding ourselves from different people in society when that only difference is our color is not going to help the solution. We need to go out and bring unity between people of all colors. That's what we need. We don't, we don't need to go into our safe spaces. We do not need to go into uh, our own areas and segregate even more. We need to segregate less. That is the bottom line of what the people like whoever was putting this together are doing. This is segregation and we cannot do this. Now I understand and I'm rambling on at this point. I understand. It, I'm not saying that you need to, that, that I'm not, I, I understand if you need to take a break uh, because you're feeling some way or the other. I, I understand that. But this type of idea is, is stupid. It's flat out just stupid. I have no, be I have no better way to say this. And this is not helping the situation at all. To, to seclude a, a non-cafe and I, I think it's kind of funny that's online. If you're a person of color or, or identify as a person of color, you're not allowed in. That's, that sounds a lot like a whites-only restaurant. To me, honestly, that's what it sounds like. How is this any better than what than, than what people fought for for you know after after the the revolution or not the revolution after the Civil War, 110, 120 years basically. 
The civil rights movement fought to end things like this. Do not buy into this narrative. Do not buy into this idea that this somehow helps people in America. It does not. We need to be diverse and we need to be inclusive of all people of colors. And, and, and we need to do this if we want America to change for a positive. Don't buy into this nonsense. Hang tight, America. I said it before, but I'll say it again. 84 days until the election. The media and everybody always goes over the top during election years. Do not buy into a lot of these narratives. Do not. All right? Society will come back to normal. We will see equality. And don't ever lose hope. I'll be right here with you to see how this plays out. But always remember, do not lose hope. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. If you would like to suggest content for the show or ask me questions, please email me at sittingwithseth at gmail.com. Be sure to follow me at sittingwithseth on Twitter.